to my room. Go grab your comfort zone and come on back and have a few laughs with me. Welcome to our Hello, my little lovelies. I want to thank you for joining Aunt Lee's Treasures. This is your host, Auntie Lee. And we're going to continue on with reading our book time storytelling episode. Uh, it is Thursday. I'm going to start doing this on Thursdays because, you know, Auntie's an old lady. I can't be remembering stuff, but I can remember what day I do what on. So it will be Thursdays that I read the book. This one's a juicy one. We're going to get, you know, hopefully this segment lasts a long time. We're going to be around for a while and we'll read a lot of books. But let's finish on with the one we're on. Go grab your tea, grab your snack, come on back, whatever it is you got. That's going to relax you into listening to a book reading. Go get what you need and come on and sit on the stoop. I'm ready to tell the story. Meet you there. Hurry up. Go get your pillow. Hurry up. Hurry up. Okay, so today is Thursday, our story time, book reading time. So let's continue on with Boss Lady, Omar Tyree. afternoon Tracy was back home for a minute and I overheard her in a heated conversation downstairs with her brother so what time did you get back here last night she asked him it wasn't after one I heard Jason tell her he sounded defensive so what time was it then was it 12:45 or what yeah around there he told her but I mean I'm almost grown now anyway Tracy I'm just out here to help you out I'm not trying to be no I no curfew yeah almost grown she reminded him so what if something happened to Vanessa while you're out here running the streets I didn't get you that car for you to leave your cousin behind Jason said, 
that girl ain't gonna get in no trouble. She quiet as a mouse. She's just happy to be here. But I'm trying to enjoy myself while I'm out here. How the fucking every little girl who lets you? Tracy asked him. I had to hold my breath. Big cousin could get downright raw when she had to. She said, you didn't even learn anything from my fly girl book, did you? Jason started laughing. He said, I mean, I still got to live my own life, Tracy. And I saw who you fell for, the players. So what are you trying to do? Emulate the guys in my book? Because they didn't all end up in good places. Nor were they college graduates like you're about to be. And I don't see anything funny about it, Jason, she told him. That's just plain disrespectful. I mean, you're out here acting like you never had a girl before. And diseases are everywhere. I think you should realize that. He said, man... I'm always protected. Yeah, I just wish somebody was protecting, protected from you, she snapped at him. Oh, don't even try to hate on me like that, Tracy. You went from the same game when you were young, Jason commented. And you still sweating that Victor dude now. I heard you went past his store when you were home. And the dude's married now. I was surprised that he said that to her. Jason had nerve of his own. I just awaited the verdict. Tracy asked him, So that's how you validate what you're doing? You're just going to rationalize things based on what I did in my life? Nah, I'm just doing me, he told her. She said, well, you know what? I think you need to go do you back home then because I don't want any drama coming to my house and you know damn well that mom wouldn't let you bring it to hers. So you need to just stop fronting, Jason, and act like you got some damn sense. You're only doing this because you think you can get away with it. I opened my mouth in shock. Tracy was ready to send him back home without even giving him a second chance. Things were getting intense. Jason said, Well, send me back home then. That girl don't need no babysitter no way. But if she mess around and get pregnant because nobody's around to look after her, then that's on you. I couldn't believe he was trying to put me back in it. That was foul. I wasn't even thinking about boys like that. Tracy said, Look, you let me worry about that. But right now, I'm more worried about you. Because you're the one acting all immature out here. You're the loose cannon, not Vanessa. Oh, so now I'm all immature because... I like girls. It's not about you liking girls, Jason. It's about you acting reckless with your opportunities, she told him. 
before either of them could get another word in, the doorbell rang. I stayed glued to my spot in the room to hear what else would happen. Tracy answered the doorbell and asked, Yes, can I help you? Uh, uh, is Jason in? It sounded like a starlet girl. Maybe Jason expected Tracy not to be home again while he invited over whoever he wanted to invite over. And what exactly, and who exactly are you? I heard Tracy ask. Sasha. It was the Asian girl from the airport. Once I heard that, I decided to step out of the room and walk downstairs. I was curious to see how Sasha would respond to Jason getting busted. When I spotted her at the door, I noticed that she was not alone. She had a Hispanic girl with her. They were both gorgeous, wearing bright soda can colors with long ponytails. Oh my God, aren't you Tracy Ellison Grant from Let Us Stray? I love that movie. I watched it like five times, the Hispanic girl shouted into my cousin's face. Sasha put two and two together and said, So Jason Ellison is your little brother? It was only obvious. Tracy didn't even have to answer that. We all looked like family. Jason started smiling in the background. He said, Hey, what's up? Tracy cut straight through to the chase, still concerned about her brother's player behavior. So what did he tell you? That he lives here? She asked the girls. Sasha said, Well, he said he was staying at his sister's house for the summer, but I didn't know who his sister was. And he didn't tell you, Tracy asked her. No, Sasha answered. But he did invite you over to the house. The girls paused and looked at each other. Well, yeah, Sasha answered. Tracy took note and nodded her head. So what are you two fashion models or something? She asked them. They sure look like it to me from head to toe. We're trying to be, the Hispanic girl answered. Oh, my name is Jasmine Flores, she said with her hand extended. Tracy shook her hand and calmed down. By that time, I was right downstairs with them. Tracy spotted me and introduced me to the girls. This is my cousin, Vanessa. She's staying the summer with me, too. You guys all look around the same age, my cousin stated. You were on the airplane from Philly with us, right? Sasha asked me. I nodded. Yeah, are you from Philly, too? I asked her. She shook her head. No, I'm from Delaware. I just fly out of Philly, and I have family all over. Jason finally took the opportunity to get himself out of hot water. He said, I, well, I'm glad everybody met and everything, 
but let's talk out front. And he walked out the front door and led the girls away. Tracy told him, we will finish our conversation as soon as you get back, Jason. Yeah, aight, I got you. Nice meeting you, Jasmine, told my cousin. Yeah, what a pleasant surprise, Sasha added with a smile. Tracy nodded her head and then said, Okay, you two just be careful. Oh, we will, Jasmine promised her. Tracy shut the front door and turned to look at me. Do you believe that? So he's using my house as a roundabout way of getting him some. These girls know you have to have money to live up here. I just smiled at her. She was right. Jason was using her house to score. She asked, so did you hear about, did you hear what we were talking about before they rang the doorbell? I came right out with it. Yeah, I heard you. There was no sense in me lying about it. I wanted to look after myself anyway. And what do you think about everything that was said? Well, all I know is that I'm oldest in my household at home, and I act like it. But Jason was the youngest in his household. Tracy nodded and said, and he acts like it, just like I knew she would. She said, so you actually think you can take care of yourself out here? I answered, once I get to know my way around, and what about you getting pregnant, she asked me. I guess she felt she had to. I said, well, I'm not out here looking for boys like Jason's obviously looking for girls. But if it'll make you feel better, safer, you can put me on birth control and you can have every boy I talk to disease tested before I kiss him. (laughs) What the hell? I was going for broke. Tracy would have done the same. So I was taking a page out of her book of boldness. She began to laugh. She said, all right. We'll see if you stick to the if you stick to it. I can give them condoms too and watch you to make sure they're doing it right. I wasn't expecting her to go that far with it. Her even bolder response made me embarrassed. I had to bury my face in my hands for a minute. <laughs> If you're going to talk the talk, then you get ready to walk the walk, she, she warned me. Because I never got pregnant, nor had any disease. But what do we do with Jason, she asked me. I shrugged my shoulders. I said, I don't know. Doesn't he have to start back at Temple in August? He's not even planning on being here long. I was hinting big time. I didn't care if Jason went back home tomorrow. That would make more peace and quiet for me. I didn't need a lot of company. I could handle being alone. Tracy nodded her head in deep thought about it. She said, 
I have to think this over. Then I'll let you know. Personal assistant. Chapter 3. Personal assistant. Jason was pressed to find out what his sister and I talked about after he left. He was sure we had had some girl talk, and he was right. So what she say, he asked me. Tracy was on her way back to her movie set in North Hollywood. They had finished all of their scenes out in the Nevada desert a week before we had arrived. What do you think, she said, I asked him back. Jason said, look, I don't have time for no guessing games. Just tell me what she said. So I told him. She said she'd think about having me look after myself out here. And by the way, I caught that little comment of yours about me getting pregnant. And I didn't appreciate it. Jason looked me in the eyes and said, I'm just start. I'm just stating the facts. I mean, you can be all mousy if you want. <clears throat> but as soon as the right guy get up in you, it's a rat. And the quiet ones are the worst ones for that. He said, Tracy knows it. That's why she had me out here with you in the first place. I said... Well, thanks for your vote of confidence in me, cousin. And I walked away from his ass to leave him standing there. Jason had nothing to say for a change. Over the next few days, Tracy invited me out to the movie set in a chaperone limousine to serve as one of her personal assistants. She didn't work me too hard, though. She mainly had me watching the process of her other assistants. They were mostly young white girls. It seemed like everyone out there but Tracy was white. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. You need any more water? You want me to get that? Is that cold enough for you? You need to make a phone call? I was unnerved by it all. I mean... I had seen the catering to the stars process on TV and in the movies, but to see it up close was really something. I don't know if she had what it took to work for someone like that, or at least not by my own free will. Have you made amends with your mother yet? Tracy asked me. I guess she was trying to see when she could expect to send me back home. No, I answered. I had talked to my sister, my sisters, but my mother refused to have any words for me. So she's not accepting your phone calls now? My cousin assumed. That's what it looks like. I felt like I was in the middle of a bridge. Tracy had invited me out to her world, but she still was not inviting me all the way in. 
she was leaving the door wide open for me to return. I couldn't blame her, though. Like she said, she hadn't had any children, so it was hard for her to accept me barging in on her life. Nevertheless, she had invited me she had invited me there. Tracy finally broke <clears throat> Tracy finally broke down and asked me, "Vanessa, what would you do in my position?" I guess we were reading each other correctly. We were both in deep thought about our dilemma. I answered, "I'd give my little cousin a chance to prove to prove herself." What else could I say? I believe in myself and I wasn't planning on turning back. I said, I realize that everybody may not get an opportunity to really do something in life, but I feel like you're able to give me the opportunity. Give you the opportunity to do what, Vanessa? To act. I shook my head and said, no. Just to be in the middle of things where I can make up my mind on which way to go and where I really want to be. And it's not in Philly right now. What's wrong with Philly? They have the neo-soul movement popping right now. The new Sixers. I cut her off and said, but you're not there because you realized that you had to make things happen elsewhere. Sometimes it's just better to leave home. I had Tracy stumped for a second. She finally said, we'll see. She wasn't going to make it easy for me. By the time August rolled around, I was on solo missions of my own. Finding my own way around L.A. and Tracy was nearly done filming her second movie. Her next project was already lined up. Writing for the Love of Money, the sequel to Fly Girl. She began to talk about the process of interviews with author Omar Tyree, who was supposed to fly out to L.A. to ask her a thousand questions about the next phase of her life. After Tracy's adolescence and teen years had been published to huge success, she and Omar planned to team up for more of the same. I still had not been able to rectify the situation at home with my mother, so it looked more and more like I would either be staying out in L.A. with Tracy or returning to Philly to stay with my Aunt Patty. So, for the rest of my days in L.A., I worked hard on being the best personal assistant to Tracy that I could be. I took mental note on what she liked and didn't like, where and what she liked to eat, who she wanted to talk to and who not. I cleaned and organized the house. I collected her news and magazine articles. I filed them alphabetically in folders. I met her business associates, publicists, hairdressers, you name it. And I listened to and tried to understand her every complaint and suggestion. I basically forced myself to map out my cousin's entire psychological profile. Also, she would allow me to stay with her as long as I wanted.
I had to allow her a chance to see that I would be more of an asset to her than a hindrance. In the meantime, Jason had worn out his welcome with more than a few California girls who began to realize that his slash and burn attitude was counterproductive to a meaningful relationship with them. The reality was that if he was so set on only a temporary stay in L.A., then what was the point of getting too close to him? And once they began to figure out, to figure him out, Jason felt less opportunistic about his chances. Ah, man, I'm about to get up out of here, he complained. Y'all jinxed me. Ever since that day we had that argument, these girls been acting funny on me. I smiled and said, you had it coming. You were just a little too cocky. He said, I, well, you're about to get your wish then. I'm about to start getting ready for school now. But what about you? You gonna go back to school out here, he asked me. I said, I want to. Jason nodded. Good luck then. It was only time he said anything of encouragement to anyone outside of himself since he had been out there in L.A. Too bad it was only because he was leaving. But I'd take it however I could get it. Thanks, I told him. As soon as Jason took the plane ride back home to Philly and left me all alone in Tracy in L.A., I became more nervous about what her verdict would be with me. I attended a rap party with her for roadkill in Santa Monica with the intention of being a perfect as I could. Most of her new Hollywood friends were there and I wanted to make a great impression. So you're the infamous Vanessa Tracy Smith. Her lawyer friend Yolanda Felix asked me with a glass of wine in her hand. I had heard about her, but I had not met her until then. From what I had heard about her, Yolanda Felix was a hell of a character. She had the golden brown Hollywood skin, the long dark hair, the fancy clothes, the slim physique, the expensive jewelry, and the twinkle of high-class in viperous women. I figured I needed to be as forward with her as I could to keep her from intimidating me. She was definitely the intimidating type. I said, you're the infamous Yolanda Felix, just to throw her comment about me back in her face. There was no mistaking who she was. Some people will always stand out in a crowd. I knew that from high school, and Hollywood was only the 10th degree of the same process. So what did you hear about me, Yolanda asked me. I kept my guard up with her. I had too much to lose if I didn't. She was the kind of in-your-face sister who would figure you were weak if you let your guard down with her. I asked her, 
what did you hear about me she smiled she said you're tracy's cousin all right so how long will it take before you're in movies her question threw me for a loop i wasn't thinking about movies for myself i just wanted to be behind the scenes i said i think you're more of the movie type than i am not from what i've heard she insisted i became nervous for a minute i started to wonder what she had heard she was breaking me down i said you must have heard the wrong things then and lost my eye contact with her are you sure yolanda pressed me I was wondering if Tracy had told her about my scuffle with my mother. I doubted it, but I wasn't certain. That's what pressure makes you do. Yolanda was running me through a tense, a test to see how much guts I had. Hey guys, what are you two talking about? Susan Raskins popped up to rescue me. I took a breath and relaxed. I answered, movies, and caught Tracy's nod to me from across the room. There were too many people smothering my cousin as the star of the movie for her to just break away. So she sent her agent Susan over to me just in time. Yolanda asked her, what do you think about her chances? Referring to me in starring movie roles. Susan took a look at me in my lime green satin dress and said, As long as she prepares herself accordingly, Vanessa has the chops to do whatever she wants to. It was a good answer. Susan was helping to encourage me while keeping me on my P's and Q's about proper preparation. It was one thing to lift up to lift a person up it was something else to tell them the truth while you're at it i was learning what to expect rather quickly there the rap party was like a hollywood crash course a couple of older guys even tried to come on to me rich white men so ah i hear you're the star's cousin out of philly yeah i answered a blonde-haired white man with poise. He looked around 40, but he was probably older than that. I was aware that people in Hollywood spent millions of dollars to maintain their youth. He slipped out a business card without telling me his name and tried to slide it inside my small purse. If you need anything, you just let me know, okay? I moved my purse away from his reach and told him, I can't take that. I'm underage. I was embarrassed again and wondered who was watching us. It was simply too many people in the room to think that no one would see it. I'm sure he knew it as well. So he performed a quick trick with his hand and hid the card inside of his palm. In passing, he told me, There's no such thing as underage in Hollywood, my dear. That was it. 
Mr. Man moved on to the next conversation. I attempted to fade into the corners of the room and keep out of sight at that point, but a lime green satin dress made that hard to do. How are you? I love this color, an older white woman said while rubbing my dress material in her fingers. She didn't even ask if she could touch it first. I looked into her aged face and said, thank you. I don't know how old the woman was, but she had so many lines in her face that I realized instantly why so many older white men chased after girls who could pass for their daughters. I must admit I was all ready to leave that place early. It wasn't my kind of party. They had no hip-hop or R&B music. Few people my age and few people of color. Are you having fun yet? Tracy's friend Kendra asked me. She was being sarcastic. I'm quite sure she could read the book of bewilderment on my face. I had no idea what I was getting into out in Hollywood. I took a deep breath and responded, This is really different. Tell me about it, Kendra said. She blended in a lot better with the crowd in her black business suit, but was one of the brownest faces in the room. She said, By the fourth party, you'll get good and used to it, but that still doesn't mean you have to like it. I only come to these things because Tracy asked me to, to keep her grounded in reality. So so she sees me, she relaxes. We have a little system going. I told her, I see. Are there any black parties out in Hollywood, I asked. Okay, y'all, if you want to run around town or wherever you're at and push a positive message, especially in today's times, you need to look up grew underscore clothing on Instagram. Gratitude, respect, and unity, baby. That's what it's all about. Pushing forward positive messages to each one of us mainly black power but um it's time for us to find some unification you know in what we do as a people and uplifting each one is one that we do here at aunt lee's treasures so let's give a shout out to day at uh on instagram he can be found on instagram at big day that's b-i-g-d-a-e 101 or Blackberry 158, B-L-A-C-K-B-E-R-R-Y-158. Check out Groove Clothing, ladies and gentlemen, Rhode Island's online fashion show, Changing the World, one t-shirt at a time.
I was just curious to know where the black stars did their thing. Kendra said, oh, there's definitely black parties. We just don't have any because we don't rap as many movies as they do. You know what I mean? I nodded to her. Hollywood was white America's biggest invention, and I would not soon forget that. By the end of the rap party, I was worn out, and it was only 11 o'clock. However, spending a few hours with these people was quite enough. I leaned back into the black leather seats of the stretched limo, alone with my cousin, and Tracy went right at me. You see how this game works, she asked me. Did I ever? I just nodded at her. One Hollywood party like that was all it took. And you think you can handle this on a regular basis? I wasn't so sure anymore, but I was still willing to try. I mean, won't it be different at a black party? I asked her. I had never been surrounded by that many white people before, or at least not in an intimate setting. Tracy answered, a little bit. But at the white parties, at least you stand out. I've been to black parties where everybody's waiting for Denzel Washington to show up. And he won't show up until the party's nearly over. So what fun is that? What about the younger stars, I asked her. What younger stars? The television people? Nobody gets excited over them, she told me. They're all trying to get into movies. I was confused a minute. Was my cousin telling me that we really didn't have any stars in black Hollywood? Because I wouldn't have been excited to meet a few. She read my confusion and said, Understand this, Vanessa. If you understand nothing else about fame and stardom, There are really only two levels in this game. Stars who are in projects and actors and actresses who are trying to get into projects. And you're only a star when you're attached to something. That's how fickle this business is. But what if you leave Hollywood and do movies back in the cities? I asked her. I was thinking about her shooting Fly Girl movie back home in Philadelphia. Everyone talked about that at home. It would be an urban hit, no question about it. All Tracy had to do was find the right people to put in it. My cousin smiled at me and said, I can see exactly where you're going with that. And I've been discussing the Fly Girl project, believe me. But first, I have to prove that we have a big enough urban audience to greenlight a Fly Girl film. I said, but we would see that movie two and three times if it came out. Everybody says that. All you have to do is shoot it and advertise it. I wish it were that easy, my cousin told me. But to do it right, it would still take more than independent money. 
How much would it cost? I asked her. I was sure that with the huge budgets that I read about in Hollywood movies, that they had the money out there to shoot Fly Girl. What was so hard about getting it? It would cost us about $20 million, Tracy answered. I thought about it and said, Will Smith gets that all by himself. Yeah, but not for black movies. He doesn't even do black movies anymore. He's like the science fiction king. She was right. I just laughed at it. Will Smith was like the only black person in the past five movies that I saw him in. So what kind of budgets do they give for black movies? I asked my cousin. Generally between 8 and 16 million. And those are for proven all-star casts. And usually you're dealing with comedians, not dramas. And Fly Girl is definitely a drama in an age group where we don't really have stars. What about if you all, if you use all rappers and singers? I joked. They were stars. Tracy said, that's exactly my point. We would be shooting in the dark. We, we don't know if we can invest $20 million in proven talent. That's what rappers and singers are when you put them in movies. It's not automatic. They really have to make it work. I said, well, I didn't want the conversation to end. There just had to be a way to make Fly Girl happen. Tracy grinned and said, Let's have this argument another day. But I had no idea how many days I had left. I said, Tracy, I know this is a big decision for both of us, but I really want to be here. I mean, I dreamed all my life of being in this position, and I don't want to just come out here and lose it. I mean, I could help you in whatever you would need me to help you with. I'm learning how to be a good assistant. I'm learning how the Hollywood game works. And remember, I'm only 16 now. So if you keep me around the right people, I'm real confident that in a few more years with more experience under my belt, I'll be a real asset to you. I mean, I promise you that. We were cruising through Hollywood, dressed to impress, and sitting in the plush leather seats of a black stretch limo. You think I wanted to give that up so easy? No way. Tracy just leaned back in her seat and stared at me. Then she smiled. She said, I had already made up my mind that I would let you stay here, Vanessa. I just needed to make sure that you really wanted to because this is not a passive decision. Hollywood is not about just being there. It's about working it, plain and simple. So if you wanna, if you wanna stay out here and help me, then you get prepared to work. I said, I can do that. That's what I wanna do. Tracy nodded her head and said, 
right, then, little cousin, if you really want it, you just remember you asked for it. Okay, we'll be right back after this short message. I promise. So you want to learn a little something about 420 and its healing and euphoric possibilities? Join me on my new Spotify Green Room discussion panel and share some of your knowledge and even learn something new. The days of bad press on marijuana are gone. Many realize the many healing possibilities it holds for hundreds of years now, used by our ancestors for many healing use. So come join me Fridays at 10 p.m. at Spotify's Green Room, at least treasures. Did you know 420 is the root of all? Hope to see you there Friday nights in the Green Room. Send me a message with your email address and I'll send you an invite. See you there. Did you know by the 1800s, cannabis extracts were sold in pharmacies and doctor's offices throughout Europe and the United States? to treat all kinds of illnesses. Just a little known fact. Okay, my cutie patooties, we're back from our short break. Please do visit our sponsors and by all means, meet me in the green room on Spotify on Fridays at 10 p.m. Now back to the show. Okay, okay. Vanessa finally broke down and put her cards on the table. She showed her hand to her cousin Tracy, and Tracy broke down. Sent cousin Jason home packing to go on to school back in Philly. And Vanessa gets to stay in L.A. to start her dream of Hollywood living with her cousin Tracy. Join me next Thursday as we continue on with our next segment, The Boss Lady. Vanessa gets to show her hand. And uh, I want to thank you for joining Aunt Lee's Treasures, our book story time segment. Uh, we are going to keep going until we finish um, Omar Tyree's book. I hope you join me next Thursday. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you find this story interesting. 
as I did when I read it the first time. But my lovelies, it's time to end. So leave me a message if you want to know some questions about, you know, what you think is going to happen in the stories. If you've got some input, we can throw we can throw some of your little comments in there. And uh, I'll air some of them or answer your questions. But I'd like to bid you adieu. Remember, Auntie loves you. And if you don't remember anything else I say, remember to be a blessing to someone on purpose.